Scott, what are we discussing today? We are discussing MCU Fantastic Four casting rumors. Polaris in the comic books recently is depicted with her coffee. Like, what is your ideal morning coffee situation? When I do drink coffee, it's a black coffee hot with one Splenda. And I believe that's also what Lorna would drink in real life. A daddy cable. A daddy cable. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast. I just writers at Marvel Comics right now. The pretender's death, like be How did you feel about the previous Fantastic Four movies? Bad. Those were bad. Those were like, <laughs> the, those, those really were, those those were bad films and like bad Fantastic Four adaptations. Um you know, I mean, some of the casting was was good, um, but like, I I hate like the nostalgification of everything, where you get people like on the internet who argue like, oh, you know, these movies like weren't as bad as people think, and it's just like, no, I I remember those movies, they were bad. Um, well, listen, you have Jessica Alba with like a bleach blonde wig and blue contacts. You know what I mean, right. like. What Jessica Alba in of herself is a gorgeous human and would be a perfect Sue. Reg- I mean, I thought she was a fun Sue. Uh, uh, not yeah. perfect Sue, but fun Sue. Uh, yeah, but they, they gave her like the like Party City shake and go wig. and um, Oh my God, especially for Rise of the Silver Surfer. My oh, God, that's like so terrifying. Bad. So bad. And, and then like, like Galactus is just like a cloud. A cloud. It, it was... I can't get huh. over that. It, it, it infuriates me, especially after seeing The Eternals. What I mean, listen, it's not fair to judge a 2000 early aughts movie by today's standards, but there was a, there there could have been a happier medium to do Galactus that wasn't a cloud. And especially since you see how they do it in Eternals, you're like, wow, you can still have this medicine larger than life god, and it doesn't have to be hokey. It doesn't need to be changed for the silver screen, but. Okay, listen, here's how I fall on it. I think the first two Fantastic Four movies are just fun. I remember the first one, um, they were, I was in New York for the summer, so I was collecting the figures that were coming out by Toy Biz. So the the movie figures, Jessica Alba had like that translucent bottom and Johnny Storm and, and, and you had Thing. And I had them on top of my TV in my apartment. I was staying at the New Yorker for the summer. And we played the video game too. Jeff and I played the video game. And then we went to Jim Hanley's where the entire cast was there. I mean, it was it was like an event. And I was super excited about it. And I love Rise of the Silver Surfer. I thought it was just turn off your brain fun. Not without a lot of its problems. There are a lot of problems in that movie. It is not well done by any means. But I enjoyed them. 
I don't remember my feels on that reboot that came out in what 2015, 2016 with Miles Teller and Kate Mara yeah. and Michael B. Jordan. I remember I watched it and didn't think it was as terrible as other people said it was, but I also did not revisit it by any means. It is like unmemorably bad. And, you know, like people forget that it even happened. And that's honestly okay. Um, well, that's your I, problem. When, when, yeah. when you're, when you don't remember, I, I mean, I'm sorry, that's not like your problem specifically. I wow. just mean in general, it's, yeah, it's your problem that you don't remember. It's scot free. No, but that's their problem, which is if people don't remember this reboot happened, you don't get that rewatchability of what makes all of these franchises evergreen have that longevity, right? So you forget this movie existed or happened or you just don't have any interest in watching it again like me i was like oh that was fine never gonna see that again then it that's it it, it tanks and you're right no one remembers this revival no it's like if i you know like yeah okay i mean like they're they're good actors in it um like i would watch michael b jordan read like the phone book um i mean michael but... b jordan is really hot oh god so hot but um it's it's like they weren't memorable um the early 2000s ones were at least like somewhat memorable even if they had just they were bad and had horrible costume design too by the way well you had johnny storm in a towel or that famous like skiing scene where he like burns off his clothes and then he lands in like the water like the melted ice yeah. and you're like care to join me and by the way let me tell you we're going to talk about it later in this episode but like i was not sold on chris evans after seeing him as johnny storm i didn't think he would ever have the acting chops to do something like captain america and and proven wrong you know because i can't picture anyone else in the role but him as as captain america yeah i mean that's just like growth though like over time as like you know an actor i mean he went from being like 20 year old like Wink Johnny Storm to playing Captain America for years and you know, develops. So we're here to discuss the rumored MCU casting for the Fantastic Four. There are a couple of names that have been put out there over the years. Uh, among them have been Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Those were the ones that everyone wanted because they're married in real life. They have such a great marriage, a quiet place. You know, they they did so well with that franchise and they are the stars of it and everyone was so happy, blah, blah, blah. And then we saw John in Multiverse of Madness and you're a huge Reed Richards fan. I mean, it just, am I wrong in that I think he really sucked in Multiverse of Madness and it had nothing to do with Michael Waldron's script. It's just his delivery felt flat. His screen presence felt like meek. I don't know if maybe they had given him maybe a better fight scene between him and Wanda. But after I saw that, I was like, thanks for the fan service. I'm good. I don't need John Krasinski to come back by any means. Yeah, like I, I think he worked as a cameo of like an alternate universe read. Um, I would not want him as like the main read, but he I, I, I disagree. I thought he came off as sort of like an older you know, old, like older Reed who, you know, like we're, we're, we're not spending time like developing the character because like this is an older Reed. He's at like the height of all of his like 
abilities, scientific acumen and all that. And he's just sort of dropped in like in media rays and then he gets turned into pasta. So like, I, I think for what it was, um, he was good. Like I would not want that performance for like three or four movies. Um, but I think for what it was for like a Reed Richards, he's supposed to show up um and then get killed to sort of show like how powerful and scary wanda is uh he did a good job but you see here's the point like oh god so i don't know again if it's writing or acting i'm gonna say it's gonna be acting so i'm gonna just to be the contrarian there i i think if they had shown a more seasoned read being like wow this witch just killed black bolt you know what I mean? Like, I have no chance of standing up against her. What am I going to do? Stretch at her? Like, let me go run to the back at the ultimate nullifier and try to fight her. I do believe, as we've discussed endlessly on this on this podcast, I do believe that Xavier and Reed should have put up a bigger fight against Wanda. Wanda should not have won so easily. And I'm a huge, I'm a crazy Wanda stan, especially MCU Wanda stan. I love Elizabeth Olsen. I just feel that scene was done really poorly. But as a result, I don't know if it's because I'm like, oh, John Krasinski is lacking in that role or because it was bad writing. I don't know. I like Jim from The Office quite a bit. I liked Quiet Place. But that's as far as I go for my love of John Krasinski. I couldn't tell you more from that. You know, I, I have substantial issues with that, that movie as well. Um, you know, like, <laughs> like like Black, Black Bolt going down like that is very, very oh, problematic. Oh, that's insulting. It's insulting. And Oh my god, we can we can do a sub podcast on the Inhumans because I really do feel we had an Inhumans revival potentially happening in the summer. You bring everyone was excited to see Black Bolt in that costume, and if you had ended Miss Marvel with them being like you're an Inhuman instead yeah. of a mutant, oh my god, the the Inhumans would be a thing again. I guarantee you, I, Marvel just missed the marker there. I know the IP originally failed, but they built great hype with Multiverse of Madness and Miss Marvel. And they fucked it. They really, they actively hate the Inhumans over at Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the uh, was it? It's called, it's called in Hoxpox, um, the Lost Decade. And, <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're just trying to pretend it didn't happen. Okay, so here is who the media has kind of come together, and the general consensus is that these are going to be our Fantastic Four. They the actors may or may not accept the roles, but they have been casted. They have been the offers have been out. Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic, Margot Robbie as Sue Storm, Paul Mescal as Johnny Storm, and Mila Cunez as the thing. Now, I don't know how you feel about that casting. I, I have very complicated, nuanced feels on all of them. And I saw that and I was kind of like ah, could we have done a little better with some of these actors? But what what is your what are your feels? I don't think the Mila Kunis uh, thing is true. Um, I really have a lot of difficulty imagining Marvel um, not doing the thing, like the classic Ben Grimm thing as part of a fantastic four movie i'd get you know like she would be like probably sharon ventura she thing from the 80s early 90s um but 
it 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 just it seems like problematic to me to not have the thing um for like two reasons like partly just because he's he's an iconic character um you know his friendship with reed is the core of it i'm not saying you couldn't put that on to sharon instead but you you lose a lot if you get rid of ben Grimm and replace him with another character uh two um after moon knight there were a lot of complaints about like jewish representation in the mcu and ben Grimm is probably the most prominent jewish character in comics um along with magneto and uh kitty pride and moon knight and i think if you swap him out um the character who jack kirby based very heavily on himself I think that would be another big representational problem. Um, so that's just my thoughts on like the thing casting potentially. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. So I think the general, like what, what I've seen from scoopers and stuff like that, is that Mila was being considered for Sue Storm or the thing. Now I think it's clear that Margot Robbie is in the lead for that. She's probably, accepted the role at this time or probably not accepted it, but we'll get to Sue Storm in a sec. There, there are three ways they can do the thing, right? It's a gender bent. It, it's, you know, Ben, Ben Grimm, Grimm, uh, except as, as a woman, or you do Sharon Ventura, or you do Miss Thing, who's Darla Deering, who's in my background right here. So here's the thing. I, I don't know why they would just gender bend Ben when you have two other characters like Sharon Ventura and Darla Deering, who you can just use and it's a unique character and they have all these like really great stories behind them, especially Sharon Ventura, who is a friend of the Fantastic Four, is dating Ben, is in a war with them, is beating Sue Storm, it transforms into She-Thing, is Captain Marvel. I just think there's a lot of potential there for a story for someone like Sharon. And then you have Darla, who is just this new character that I think Matt Fraction created. Pretty sure it was Matt Fraction who created her. And, you know, you can just have fun with her. I mean, as you can see here, she uses the suit that Ben had when he was depowered as thing. And she has the pink hair. She's a social media star. You know, she dates Johnny. So that can be a lot of fun. I what What is the story they're trying to tell? Because if you're going to tell me Ben is going to come in some way, some way, during the movie or just come in you know separately i'll be like fine yeah of course put in sharon or put in you know any you know put in she hulk or or darla in that in that role and it can be fun you know what i mean to see you know do a little twist but i don't know i'm going to agree with you i think representation is a huge issue in the mcu we're seeing that especially with wanda we saw that during like moon Knight. you know i think fans want like as accurate as you can for these characters. So that's my worry with the thing that if it is going to be, I don't know what a female name for Ben would be, if it's going to be Benita, <laughs> Benita, you know, I think people are going to be really upset. And I don't know if I could ever defend that kind of discourse online just because it's like, well, it's not like it's Sharon Ventura or Darla Deering, or you want to put She-Hulk in there, you know, shake up the origin a little bit, which I think yeah. She-Hulk would be phenomenal for this. I don't know. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think representation needs to be 
what needs to be key here. I think it's a character that's beloved. Don't fuck with something that's not broken. And, you know, because I get it, it's on all, you know, the Fantastic Four are made in reaction to 60s white people going into space and, you know, being celebrated as heroes that it's not necessarily reflective of this time. I would say, well, you can bring in other characters to the cast. You know what I mean? That make it a bit more modern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also depends like what they're doing with the movie, because if you do just like a straight origin story, then it's problematic if you're starting it and it's supposed to be like, you know, five or 10 years into the Fantastic Four's career, then you can easily just explain like Ben, you know, Ben takes a break actually in the comics. That's why they have like um, she thing replace him in the 80s for a bit. And it's like you'd very easily just be like Ben's off with Alicia. We got she thing move on. Um so, you know, that's that's probably the casting I ha- have like the biggest issue with. Um, I mean, like some of the other ones. <laughs> I have it with all of them. I'm just like literally looking at my notes here. I listen, I, I don't know Mila Kunis is like was she on that 70s show? Is that what she's known for? Yeah. Okay. She I, she was I, on that 70s show. That's the only thing I've ever known her for. I think she could be, I mean, this character right here, Darla looks kind of like her there. So I'm all for it. I would love Sharon Ventura. She was my character in Marvel Ultimate Alliance one. But if you're going to do the Fantastic Four, I think you have to think about what makes a Fantastic Four special. It's those four characters from the comics get really good representation for the actor who plays Ben and then establish them as a family and then bring in other people who can diversify the cast and modernize it a bit. That's where yep. that's, that's sort of where I end with everything there. I agree. Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic. I, I, look, Adam Driver is a good actor. Um, you know, uh, Kylo Ren sucks, but he's been really, really good in everything else um, that he's been in. And I... You know, I don't have an issue with him as Reed Richards. Uh, I think he's got the the range and the chops to pull it off. I just watched Marriage Story the other day with with him and ScarJo. I had never yeah. seen that before. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. So he basically plays Reed Richards, but as a playwright, <laughs> you know, living in New York City, very yeah, not in tune with his wife's feelings, very self centered, very focused. I'm sure someone at Marvel saw marriage story and they're like oh he'd be a great reed richards and adam driver's like yeah yeah sign me up please i don't know how i feel i even though i understand that was the character's story and that's sort of his plot i i don't know if adam driver for me particularly is charismatic on screen i feel like his kylo ren was great for the force awakens i didn't like him as the movies kind of went on and even in marriage story i felt like i wanted something more out of him it's not to say he's not a good actor by any means but i know pen bagley was rumored for the role and i don't even know if pen bagley you know dan humphrey from gossip girl would be a good read but he does have a certain screen presence where it's a bit more magnetic and i wonder for someone like reed you need more of a magnetic personality that's going to draw you in just like god what was his name in the uh in the original movie ion grudov grudov oh yeah, yeah. uh yoan yoan grufford I am so far off in that pronunciation. Thank God you're here. I thought he was a fantastic read. I thought he was so fantastic. Maybe a bit too campy and over the top, 
I think if you could wrangle in his acting chops and focus it more to have a little bit what Adam brings to some of his roles, I think that would be perfect. But yeah, I'm not sold on Adam Driver. No, that's fair. Um, I think, you know, he can get across sort of like the awkward bits of like Reed's personality. Like, like Reed is like an awkward dude. Yeah. Like that, that is a recurring common theme. And like, uh, I mean, what, you know, what, what was the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, if not Kylo Ren just being like a really like awkward, weird dude um, for three movies. So like, I, I definitely think he can, he can do it, but um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, listen, it, I, I, once upon a time, I would have said I trust Marvel. I don't know where I would land with Marvel these days, you know, and trusting their judgment. But you know what? He went in, he screen tested. People are, you know, are excited for him. I don't think he's a terrible choice. Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. I I like Margot Robbie. Um, she was the only good thing about the uh, prior DC EU stuff as like harley quinn um and yeah i i think she's she's also definitely got the range um you know she's moving from from barbie to sue storm um and yeah no i feel mark i feel margot robbie is overrated Ah! i did not think listen there's no denying that the first suicide squad she was a breakout star and that everyone was wearing those shirts that said, what, Daddy's Little Hellraiser? Is that what the, the shirt said? I forget yeah. what it said. And she, there was no doubt that she was iconic in it. I didn't think she was a great... I didn't think she was a great Harley Quinn. But again, I won't deny that she did a really good job in that first movie. And it she she put Harley on the map in a way that Harley hadn't... Harley had always been on the map, has always been a fan favorite. But she took it to the next level. So she deserves that kind of praise. I I mean, listen, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I felt she kind of fell flat there. We can blame Quentin Tarantino for that. I don't know. Like, other stuff I've seen her in, I just haven't been mesmerized by her. I would also say that, like, I feel like there were other actresses who were up for the role, like Vanessa Kirby from The Crown. And I, when I think of Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, I'm like, that is a fun casting choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is a... That is a that is someone who can probably make Sue cool for today's generation. I don't know what Margot Robbie can do with the role. No doubt that she has wonderful acting abilities and, and that range. But And I loved her in I, Tonya. Don't get me wrong. I, Tonya is probably one of my favorite movies of the last decade. But I don't know. I mean, Margot Robbie is, you know, she's Barbie. She's Harley Quinn. She's in all these movies. I, I would have liked to have seen another actress take a stab at this margot robbie in many ways feels like a safe choice but also like a risky choice in in my opinion because some of her movies do flop you know i as much as i love harley quinn in that first suicide squad movie i do feel birds of prey which came out about a month and a half before the pandemic still wasn't even bringing in numbers you know even you know even though the pandemic happened a month and a half later those first six weeks i don't think birds of prey did particularly well at the box office and Suicide Squad 2, I don't remember much of it. And I felt she felt kind of flat there for me. Uh, fair. Uh, you have you have much stronger opinions on the DC movies than than I do. Listen, man, I 
I care about the Fantastic Four here. I just want these to be perfect choice. You know what I want? I don't want I don't want an Ant-Man Quantumanium situation. I don't want that. I don't want a movie that's too safe, a little stiff, and people, you know, go forget about it and it's a box office like failure. And now we have to question everything about the MCU. I want the MCU to succeed. I want Mila Kunis in a fucking suit like this with pink hair and being a social media star. I want it to be a fun movie and then you bring in ben Grimm at the end and he's here like i'm gonna pound you johnny storm you know what i mean like i want them to have fun i want them to be daring i don't want them to just be checking off boxes or trying to play things safe you know what i mean no that's fair uh and the, the line is it's clobbering time um oh i'm sorry yes it's clobbering time <laughs> like yeah. the whole line that invaded me but like it's clobbering <laughs> time yeah and and I believe Seth Rogen is the dream casting, according to some subreddits. Like Seth Rogen is like the dream casting for yeah. the thing. I don't know if they've been able to secure him. I don't. Again, it just depends on what they want for thing. Again, Margot Robbie and Adam Driver, I don't think are great leads to begin with. So, I I think they're they're safe choices. Uh, they're safe choices who people recognize, and that's what they want. All right, so the final one is Johnny Storm, and I guess the biggest, like, the contender who's come to the forefront is Paul Mescal, who I'm not going to lie to you, I have no idea who Paul Mescal is. Yeah, I mean, Irish Irish actor. Uh, he's been in, um, what was the name of the series? Um, like, Normal People. Um, so I, Irish series. Uh, he's done a lot of stage work. Um, I mean, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty good. He's probably, you know, he is the most like unknown out of, uh, to the general public of like the potential castings. Um, like, you know, re respect to like MCU people, but there isn't like a huge overlap between like, um, like London, like West End theater and like traditional superhero movies. So I don't know if a lot of people are going to have seen him and stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, I as long as he has that cocky, arrogant attitude, I would be down for it. I, he's one of the characters I think you could, you know, gender bend, right? Like, as long as Johnny Storm is the perfect, like, fuckboy, and however that takes, you know, form in, in modern era, I think that could that could just be a fun thing to have there. The other name that's also on the list is Austin Butler. I haven't seen Elvis, but I do know Austin Butler from the Carrie Diaries, and I just don't see it. I just don't. I think he looks apart. He certainly looks apart, but I don't. Uh, I don't see it otherwise. Yeah, I mean, if he's still doing that stupid Elvis accent, um, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to give it like a hard pass. Uh, oh, and he's yeah. trying so hard to be like Chris Evans as well. Like he was helping Sally Field up on the Oscar stage, which is something that uh, Chris Evans used to do all the time i was like we get austin butler you're like hollywood's darling right now like relax yeah i i don't know i mean psychologically destroying yourself to play elvis is uh certainly one <laughs> one one form of method acting um but uh, yeah yeah i to, like to be blunt i feel like um johnny storm has is, is sort of like the easiest one to cast because like you can kind of just get like an attractive twink and yeah. 
just be like a chaotic twink to just come in yeah. and destroy everything. I mean, with with like like respect to like chaotic twinks, that was like my twenties. Um, you they're dot they're a dime a dozen. And like, <laughs> just go down to like Hell's Kitchen and just like pick up like some twink that's on Molly and has had like eight vodka sodas. Like that's I, it. Yeah. You, have... you you can go outside and find yeah some like blonde twink in the city and just be like you're Johnny Storm. Congratulations. Exactly. And I and I want to be like because I want to be respectful of these characters and what they mean to other people. But Johnny Storm is one of those characters you can easily modernize. They can be non-binary. They can be the ultimate fuckboy. They can be an, a social media star. Whatever it means to be young and famous in today's society. You know, maybe he wears like, you know, non-typical menswear, stuff like that. Like we've seen like Robert Pattinson and Harry Styles, like that kind of like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I picture Johnny Storm in today's world as like a Harry Styles type celebrity. Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's, you don't agree with me. I'm trying to read your face. No, I'm just, I'm, (laughs) I'm thankful Harry Styles was uh, cast as Star Fox. So I don't have to hear Harry Styles (laughs) as Johnny Storm. I forgot that Harry Styles was Star Fox. I couldn't, I can't believe I forgot about that. There's so much that's happened in the MCU in the last like two years that I've just forgotten about. Yeah. He, uh, he was cast yeah. as uh, Marvel's most famous sex offender, uh, Star Fox. <laughs> so. And you think someone at Marvel would have like picked that up, or they would have said something? Well, people at Marvel knew. Uh, like, you would have thought that like his his agent would have been like, "This is a great character, but has some problematic." Um, but where's his character? Heroes. Where's his pe- character even going to appear? Like when you think of Star Fox, when you think of Cleo, when you think of Hercules, uh, these Avengers. are huge- I, okay, sure. I mean, that's a lot of characters on top of the a lot of characters we have right now to cram into a three-hour movie. I, yeah. I, I worry for the future of the MCU. That's all I'm like, saying. And, and it begins now here with the Fantastic Four casting. It begins. Um, like, I mean, they, they stuck Star Fox in, obviously, in the post-credits in the Eternals, but it's like he's generally been a character who's been more associated with the Avengers and, like, Defenders and stuff than like his relatives in the Eternals. And like you said, you know, it, it does run the risk of the MCU getting too, uh, too like crowded and, you know, but new phase, fantastic Four, all that stuff. Do you want them to be stuck in the quantum realm coming like from the sixties and coming into the modern era? Or do you want them just to be in today's world? They go up into space, they get hit by that cosmic, you know, storm, and then they become the Fantastic Four. How how do you prefer it? Um, I would prefer a bit of like a time jump where they've been established for really. A bit. Um, yeah, because like I don't think you need like another Fantastic Four um, origin uh, intro origin story. It's like they're recognizable enough characters um, just from American culture since the 1960s where you know, like a lot of people know it's like they go open space they get powers uh you know it's like spider-man he gets bitten by a spider uh i don't think you need to do like the in-depth um origin story i i don't know about the quantum realm thing like i kind of want them to stay away from kang a little bit until they figure out what they're doing 
yeah. with Kang. Um, with all the yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I want them to be a, a time. Okay, I do want a time jump thing. In that, I would love it if the movie picks up with Thing having left the Fantastic Four, and you have Sharon Ventura or Darla Deering there, or or or, or She Hulk, whoever, and then Thing comes back at the end, and we just like Spider Man, we get kind of some hints to their origin story. But I don't want them to be in the quantum realm. And then come out into today's modern world. Yeah. I think that's going to give Margot Robbie an opportunity to try to be funny and be like, "Ooh, what's an iPod?" And like, I don't want, I don't want no, no yeah. cuteness, no, none of this Marvel humor that's over. Like, I want them to be modern characters. I don't need to be. I don't need to explain why they haven't been around in the last like 10, 15 years in the MCU. I, I don't need that explanation. I don't think it worked for the Eternals. The Eternals, even though. They did the best they could editorially when they were talking about where they've been. I think it causes a lot more plot holes than anything else. Or it, it makes you question things. Like just modern Fantastic Four, they're living today's world. Something happened a couple of years ago. We don't know, but we've time jumped into this current situation with them. Yeah. And we don't have to go through an origin story. You, you can easily just be like, oh, they were in the negative zone and time moves weirdly. So they're back. They've, what they thought was five minutes to five years or whatever. And like, boom, easily done. Yeah, but I, I, I'm okay with like a five year thing. I don't want it to be from the 60s. But, and I think yeah. that was like Peyton Reed's like original thing. Like, again, I don't mind, you know, we have a little time jump with the story, but I do not want them to have been, they've been around forever and you just didn't know about it because they've been here this entire time. Like, no, sorry, let's move on. Just like with the X-Men, man. I want, I was hoping what was going to happen at the end of Endgame or, you know, because of what happened at the end of Infinity War, that endgame, they would have been like, oh, something's happened here. Because Earth was the epicenter of the snap. It's awoken some kind of genetics that kind of had an effect. And then that you can start establishing your mutants from there. I know that it's kind of hard, you know, with the world building, but I think there's a way around it. But anyways, that's my, those are my feelings. No, I, I think that's all, like, I, I, agree with, I agree with some of that. Um, I think, like, you could easily just, have you know reed richards has been like a public intellectual and you know he comes yeah. forward with oh yeah we've actually got these like powers um or you know yeah, what up you, you know you don't have to uh, like the baxter building you know baxter building's there in the city it's just like it's been there forever and like you know i mean you can very easily you know captain marvel um they established that she'd been active in like the 90s 80s 90s you could very easily establish that like the fantastic four started in the late 90s and i've just been keeping like a lower profile well okay so yeah i mean listen that was i think it worked for miss marvel or excuse me captain marvel i think it worked for captain marvel very well did not work for the eternals and even with captain marvel i'd be like it, it, there is this kind of level with the audience they're like oh okay so like the avengers has always been based off of her we just didn't know that Okay, she's in space and she we assume she doesn't age. It's a lot to ask from the audience. I just want something with the Fantastic Four. I want it to be easy. I want them to come in. No must, no fuss. This is a team. They are the status quo going forward. But I don't know if they can be the status quo with Adam Driver and Margot Robbie leading the team. But whatever. I trust Kevin Feige sometimes. Historically, I've trusted Kevin Feige. Let's see where they go. That's all you can do. <laughs> all right scott what do you have coming up uh i have yeah um 
building uh, Pyro from the X-Men. Are you Pyro. really? I didn't know that. This is shocking to me. Yeah. That sounds sarcastic, uh, but it actually is. No, yeah. Uh, building the, the non-working flamethrower. And uh, I have to slow that in for liability purposes. Non-working flamethrower. And, You're such uh, a lawyer. Jesus. Yeah, well, that's why they pay me the big bucks. And wait, that's um, what you Instagrammed the other day—that canister that was red. Yeah, oh. uh, I got, got a couple, couple canisters, hoses. Uh, I got a chess piece I'm making, and uh, yeah, I'll have that for like summer cons, um, probably in this area because I'm not flying with a flamethrower. <laughs> and obviously, you have a book club. Yes, the Venomous, Venomous Book, book Club. Venomous Book Club. Um, about two weeks out from now, so uh, either see you soon or check us out at the Venomous Book Club uh, for more information. I can't wait for that, man. Everyone always asks me when is Book Club coming back for Power of X. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't have the time. And I think what you're doing with I, I didn't know you were that big of a Venom fan. Yeah, um, I was. Yeah, I've been a big Venom fan since like the '90s. Um, I feel like kids imprinted on certain characters in the '90s for a lot of people. It's like Wolverine, um, I or the yeah. Punisher. I was like, oh yeah, like I really like Venom, and this might also explain why I'm like a giant homosexual. Because <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned on one episode reading Maximum Carnage, and I had a few people coming in and telling me they're like, I would love to hear you and Scott discuss Maximum Carnage. And I'm down I, for it. Stay stay tuned, listeners. I mean, you never know. Stay tuned. All right, Familia, I don't know what we have coming up. Whatever whatever happens in the week is usually how things come up on Power of X-Men. But hit us up on DMs. Join the Venomous Book Club by sliding into Scott Free's DMs. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week.